Hey, 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 you guys. I'm just very excited to have a special guest here on Season 7. If you guys have not heard of Dionardi before, this is going to be a great opportunity to not only learn his name, but to learn more about what he's been able to do in music. While always having been a songwriter at heart, Dionardi is more commonly known as an established multi-instrumentalist and producer. He has spent the better part of the last 10 years as a touring drummer and as a producer for artists on both a national and local level. His solo music marks his singing debut and is the first time his unbridled skills as a songwriter, multi-instrumentalist and producer have come together. His debut genre hopping EP, Slowly Deliberating, aims to inject transparency and substance into a musical landscape that becomes too comfortable with short-term surface level satisfaction. The opening track, Learn the Name, serves as a proper introduction and capitalizes on bombastic Panic at the Disco-esque production. Biology, on the other hand, is a straight-ahead self-deprecating rock anthem with nods to Dionardi's metal and pop-punk roots. The EP closes out with a few romantic tracks including the painfully honest, How Do We Do This? With this collection of songs, Dionardi hopes to inspire listeners and fellow artists alike to embrace their troops, both ugly and beautiful, and wear them on their sleeve. And we're just so grateful to have Mr. Dionardi here with us on Black Canvas. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am just so excited to have you on the show. And when I was reading that, it just reminds me of how amazingly talented you are, um, not only with just what you've been able to produce, but we're going to talk about a lot of your lyrics to your songs, because I think that is, to mm. me, um, makes the marking of a great artist is the lyrics that the person has written. And so I want to go into your first song, Biology. So the lyrics you have is, so now I'm staying up and my thoughts are really... I'm staying up and my thoughts are reeling. I'm not who I should be. You keep saying I'm young now, but I don't feel like I've lost a child in me. Can you tell us what went into these lyrics of writing the song biology? Um, so, I mean, every lyric I write, I try to have it inspired by some sort of truth or some sort of event that happened to me. Um, I'm really bad at like fabricating lyrics like that. So that that lyric definitely came from some true events. Um, I've spent many uh, nights staying up in bed, kind of with my thoughts racing, just thinking about how time is always moving forward, you know, and, and like, I'm kind of getting to that. I'm 27 years old and kind of approaching 30 and, um, you know, you feel like you're supposed to have your life figured out. Just all those thoughts that kind of can keep you up at night um, in terms of getting older. That's that's where those uh, lyrics came from in particular. That was like the specific instance that inspired those lyrics. Wow, I love that. The backstory in that. Well, just wait till Leonardo, you get to my age. You're going to be like, uh, well, I hope I figured it out by now. <laughs> Because <laughs> I definitely remember when I was in my 20s, and I think your 20s are really the self-exploration years um, where you really get the opportunity to either break mm-hmm. out of your show or you get stuck in one way of thinking. And so for me, um, I didn't have 
as much of an excitement in my 20s like I would have liked to um, because I had a lot of tragedy that happened in my 20s. But I just remember growing through that, I, mm-hmm. I became a stronger individual um, through that experience. But yeah, I do agree with you. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. I wish I could go back to my favorite time, which was between fifth and eighth grade, which was really some of the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. And I just remember that experience. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, um, it can be fun. It's just you just learning how to take time for yourself. So that's the always the advice I give people is just remember who you are and take time for yourself because it does go by really quickly. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I found that to be more and more true every day and tried to live in the moment and appreciate um, what's going on now because that's that's kind of all you ever really have. So, you know, I've tried to shift my my perspective a little bit, but it's definitely still tough and I'll, I'll fall back into those those thoughts every now and again. It's funny you mentioned the childhood because, you know, I specifically mentioned, uh, you know, losing the child in me. It's it's almost like there one day you you kind of turn around and you're like, wait, like I'm not a kid anymore, you know, and then I don't do things that kids do. Like I'm, I'm supposed to do things that adults do. And it, it's it's just funny how it, it's almost like a switch just flicks one day and you realize it. So... Again, that's where that line came from, too. And I love that you said that. But one thing I do want our listeners to remember, you can still be um, childlike and not childish. And I feel like there's there's moments where you can find, like, success and happiness in the small things. Like, I give an example. Like, people who love to um, go to, let's say, the park. Like, you can still remember and reminisce on experiences if you would go with your family or if there were things you like to do, or even going to like when they have like carnivals and stuff that happen, you know, it doesn't necessarily transport you back to that age, but you can find like little minute moments or things you see in other kids. And you're like, Oh, I remember yeah. when I did this and you can still have fun. Um, I use an example like Dave and Buster's reminds me of when I was younger, we had a thing called celebration station when I was a kid. And it reminds me of like a Dave and Buster's or Chuck E. Cheese and so when I was younger, I just remember that. So now when I see or when I've gone to Dave & Buster's, I can still have fun, but I don't have to go into, oh, my God, I wish I was five or six. You know, it just it just still gives me joy to, to be able to see kids have fun. Yeah. But I had that moment, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I try to I try to maintain some level of connection to my inner child, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have another one for you. Learn the name. So the lyrics that I I thought really stood out to me, the gloves are coming off, going to show my worth and leave my mark on the world. Mm -hmm. I love that one. And I want to keep going a little further. You said also um, been staying under the radar for long as I can remember. I've been giving it some thought, going to swing my pain about damn time. I play the game. It ain't delivery. It's Dianardi. You better learn my name. I thought that was really cool. I, I love how you did that. <laughs> so can you tell the listeners, why did you end up deciding to go with your last name as your actual stage name? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great question. Um, I, for a long time, even when I was still in a band, I I was working up some solo music and I was always thinking about what I would go by if I started to release my own music. And it was something I really racked my brain over, like trying to find the right name. Um, And I was 
I, I wanted to do something with my name, you know, I, I didn't really want to do anything random, like a band name would be, for instance. Um, so I was trying to do all these iterations, of my first name and like make my last name shorter, like maybe Dio or like, um, I don't know, like stylizing my name in some way. And the reason I was doing that was because I knew that my name was I've always had people have trouble with my last name, teachers, uh, friends, always, you know, they never know how to pronounce it. It's a long word. So like, I get it. Um, but that's why I was like, okay, I can't just like go by my last name or, or whatever, or I can't go by my full name because nobody's going to remember how to spell it. And it's just going to be like confusing. So I was trying to come up with all these workarounds and shortcuts and stuff. And, and finally I just kind of like realized like, dude, this is, this is my name. Like I, I, I think it's better to just sort of own it. And the added benefit is that if it's just my name, I can sort of do anything I want. Like I'm not really committing myself to a vibe or to a character or to anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm literally just branding myself as like, you know, as a name. So I just, I liked the flexibility of it too. Um, because I'm sort of scatterbrained and like to just do a bunch of different sounds and things. So that's ultimately why I ended up going with it and just kind of owning my last name and, and being like, yeah, like, this is who I am. If you don't know how to spell it or whatever, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. I mean, Dan Artie, that I, I go through that same struggle with my first name. It's hard to pronounce. And so uh-huh. I get a lot of people who will just guess at it. And I always tell people, if you just want me to explain it, I can, you know, give it to you in an easy way to remember it. But I don't really get as frustrated about it anymore because I just realized that that's just what it is. And it helps yeah. you to stand out like when there's not going to be another Dianardi out there. And I think that that also gives you leverage in the music industry um, because, you know, you will stand out. People are going to remember yeah. the name, um, especially when we start to see more hits. And I love the videos. I want to kind of share that, too. Um, the videos that you had on YouTube, I was able to watch those as well. And it's just very creative um, how you're able to interact in, in a video and creative direction, I think, is always important as it relates to lyrics as well. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love video. Um, it's a big part of how I create music and um, and how I consume music, too. I'm a big music video person, and I often don't... Uh, like a song definitely sticks with me way more if the first time I hear it, I'm also watching a music video. So I kind of like to hide my songs until their release. And I don't really like give away too much. And then I like to unleash it with the video so that you can kind of get like a little more of an experience um, right off the bat, you know? So yeah, big video person. I am too. I mean, I grew up on watching music videos. Um, Everyone knows my favorite TV show growing up was MTV um, Unplugged, and I love TRL. So those were two things when I was a kid that I would run home, like try to hurt and leave school so I didn't miss the top 10 and see Carson Daly on there. Like that was just such a fun thing. And that's why another reason I love the voice so much, because I remember him from a kid and just seeing that experience and watching all the VJs and stuff. It was just something that I remember as a kid that really stood out to me. Um, But speaking of Mm -hmm. videos, I really want to talk about our next one, FaceTime Funeral. 
now th- this one got me really emotional because I have lost some people mm-hmm. to COVID, but I really appreciated the lyrics. And I want to talk about some lyrics that you wrote. So you had in a room full of chairs, it's just me and my folks, everyone sending prayers while they're stuck in their homes. It's been a week since grandma caught the virus. She tried her best to fight it, battled through the night before she lost. Now we're gathering in private, got no better way to send her off. Um, Can you tell us about just writing those lyrics and do you mind talking about your grandmother's stuff to you, like giving us more insight on on her life? Of course. Yeah, totally. so yeah it was obviously such a you know tough circumstance um to have someone you know that this is my grandma you know this is someone who was i was pretty close with her she lived next door to us my whole life and always took us on vacations and she was just a really great role model and like influence on my life and to have someone's entire life sort of sort of be skipped in a way because the, of their funeral not happening properly was pretty devastating. You know, it's, it's like, it was hard to kind of come to terms with. And for me, when I'm, when I'm going through those like heavy emotions and things that I can't really make sense of songwriting is, is a, the perfect outlet for me. So, um, it was really pretty therapeutic to write the song actually, because I was able to just get all these thoughts out and, uh, you know, kind of make something out of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, every, every, again, every lyric in that song is 100% true and was like something that actually happened. Um, so it, it, it really wasn't, it, those kinds of songs, they flow out really well for me because it's really just like storytelling. Like you're not even, you're just kind of telling it like it is, you know, and then you just have to make it rhyme. (laughs) So that's what that song was. Um, The silver lining, the happy ending um, though, is that about six months after her death, we did get to have kind of an event over the summer where we had all of her family and all of our extended family come out come up to New York and um, kind of celebrate her life properly. So there, there is a happy ending, you know, but, but for, but for six months there, it was uh, pretty unresolved mm-hmm. and felt really shitty. And I, I totally get that. And I understand that. I, I want to give you my condolences um, as it relates to that. Mm-hmm. Did you mind sharing your grandmother's mm-hmm. name? Yeah. Her name was Rosemary. Rosemary. So I would like to dedicate this episode to Rosemary. I think like it's so important mm-hmm. to just remember and give reverence and support to people who really mean a lot to us. And so Rosemary, this one is for you. And we're just so glad to mm-hmm. have your grandson here because like I said, he's doing you proud and he's done, done such great things already in the music industry. And I just can't wait for you to be able to see that how much that he has really been able to do great things. So I want to dedicate it to her. I think that might be really, you know, amazing for her because I know that she had love for you. Mm, thank you so much. That means that means the world. Oh, no problem at all. So I want to ask you a fun question. I, I know we talked about something tough, you guys, but I want to do something fun. So 
Um, if we could use mm -hmm. one word to best describe your sound, what word would you choose to best describe the anointed sound? Um, it's tough. It's hard. It's hard to do it with your own sound. I might have to say, um, nostalgic, maybe, just because that's kind of one of the emotions I tend to chase musically. Like when I'm writing something, there kind of has to be a little bit of a nostalgic nature to it. Or, you know, I, I find that I'm most interested in those in those pieces of music that that do that emotion for me. Um, and I and I think I tend to chase that. So that would probably be my answer. But, you know, I'm sure if you ask um, other people, they would have a different answer. I kind of it's funny. I th I've always had this analogy with like an artist sound. It's kind of like your house smell. You know how like everybody's house has a smell right. to it. Right. So like you you don't smell your house because like you live there all the time and you get you're really used to it but it's so apparent to other people to the point where if like you leave your sweater at someone's house, they could be like, Oh dude, like it, it smells just like your house. Like I know this is yours, but you, you have no idea. You know, it's, it's the same thing with a, with a sound. Like you don't really have to do anything to get a sound. I think you kind of just naturally get one byproduct of who you are and other people can hear it, but that doesn't, you know, it, it makes it, it, it's harder for you to hear it yourself because you're just so close to it. That's true. And I had two words that actually came to mind when I thought of your music. I thought, yeah, I'm very curious. I thought one of them that stood out to me was fearless because I feel like between the lyric, lyrics mm -hmm. and your videos and how you connect with others, I think that you don't have a fear of speaking your mind and telling the truth. And I lo love that about mm -hmm. your music. Yeah, yeah, I would, I, I love that. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that word. And then the other I was thinking of, I mean, it was kind of going back and forth for me on this one, but I put brave because I think there's a certain bravery that we all have to have when you are releasing something into the world, especially like when I think of my show, um, I have different guests from different walks of life, different countries, and you never know how someone's going to receive it, but you have to be brave enough to show up and to create questions and to do things where you can connect with, with that individual, even if everyone doesn't understand the message you're trying to convey. And I feel like, I think that's what I see with mm -hmm. you. I feel like you're going to evolve. And I think evolving is going to be one of your best traits because with any musician, especially some of the best musicians out there, um, their music has shifted. I mean, it's, it shouldn't be the same type of music for a 20 or 30 year span. Like, you want someone who's going to be, you know, able to go with the times, but also still you have a part of them in each project that they release. So I use an example like Beyonce, of course, right now, she's getting ready to release some new stuff probably soon. I mean, I love that about just artists like her. She's been around for a considerable amount of time and people still get excited just waiting to see what she's going to do. Um, so I want that to be with you as well. Like, People can just be, you know, I don't know what Leonardo is going to do, mm -hmm. but or who's going to collaborate with, but it's going to be special because they have fallen in love with the way you release music and how you connect with your fans versus, you know, just trying to meet the status quo of what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I appreciate those words. Those are 
Um, I'll use those as my answer okay. next time. <laughs> I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to copy your homework. Okay, today. take it. You can have it. <laughs> so I got a, another fun question. If you could perform anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? And then the second part of that question is, is there a specific artist that you wish you could collaborate with that most of your fans would be surprised that you would choose? Hmm. Um, yeah, so the... If I could perform anywhere in the world, um, I mean, it would be pretty cool to perform in like Japan. That's a place I've wanted to go. Um, also Australia. When I was a kid, I really wanted to go to Australia. I was super into animals and wildlife and Australia is a big hub for lots of, uh, special critters. (laughs) So, um, those two places are places I've always wanted to, um, travel. So I think they would be really fun to perform in and kind of, uh, reach those places through music. Like that would be, that would be really cool. Um, and then the second question, Oh, collaborating with someone that people would be surprised about. It kind of, it kind of depends on, I guess, who you're talking to. Like some people might be surprised if, if you just listened to my music and didn't really know much else about me, you might be surprised to know that I got my like start through music through like heavy bands. And then I had like a progressive metal phase and that it's a, a genre of music that's really near and dear to my heart. So for instance, uh, collaborating with like, I don't know, periphery or like dream theater would be really crazy for me. Kind of like a full circle moment. Um, but something a little more relevant today or somebody a little more relevant today. Um, I mean, there, on that note, there's a, there's an artist named Poppy who's kind of doing similar things today, really heavy, crazy music. That would just be like fun. Um, yeah. And I know I've heard of Poppy before. Yeah. Yeah. Poppy, Poppy is crazy. Um, uh, Jacob Collier would be insane. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's, I I mean, I think that guy is like a modern day Mozart. I I think he's literally going to be remembered for 500 years. Um, And then uh, Lizzie McAlpine would be my, my other one. I've been listening to her a lot. Singer, songwriter, um, really great lyrics. And yeah, those, those are my three answers. We'll go with Poppy, (laughs) Lizzie McAlpine and Jacob Collier. But there's so many, there's so many cool artists that oh, right. that I would love to collaborate with. I love those answers. I'm gonna give you some that I think I would love to hear you collaborate with. Oh yeah. So one that's gonna really throw you off. You're gonna be like, where did this come from? But uh, <laughs> but Lizzo, <laughs> I feel like, and the reason I say Lizzo is because I feel like she has a way of connecting from a different perspective of you know a lot of empowerment. Um, not only just for mm-hmm. yeah, she's very brave, very very brave, artist. very brave, and I feel like she has not done a real like power ballad or anything like that, and I feel like she has the voice and the talent for it. We're known for like the dance videos, and and we've seen her do a lot of things where it's just kind of off the cuff, but I feel like she could do really well, like you and her playing, you know, instruments together. And then just seeing her really just stand still in her emotion and, and share something that might be really great. 
Um, there's not much of that that goes on with her. And I, I really want to see a serious side to Lizzo more yeah. um, that I think that she could really do a great job. So that's one. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, I would, I would love to bring that out. That would be really cool because you're right. I haven't seen that from her. I really haven't. I, and I don't know why we haven't yet. I mean, I feel like she's already established herself enough what she could do and still be successful. But hopefully in the future, we will see that. Um, I think a second person or group, Ashley Paramore. Oh, dude, I love Paramore. They're they're one of my top five bands of all time. That would be sick. I can't believe I didn't think of them. <laughs> I mean, Paramore is just... I don't see how anyone doesn't love them. I mean, it's just an amazing band as well. Um, I think the third person, ooh, um, I've been thinking of a few people, but I'm going to try and narrow it down to one. Um, maybe John Mayer. John Mayer? Uh-huh. Yeah, he'd be really fun. He's such a great guitar player. Right, and I feel like John Mayer... And he has such a smooth voice that I think a lot of people forget because he's such an amazing guitarist that we forget of how his voice is very soothing. And I love just, I think the variations of your voices, I think could collaborate and create something really authentic. Um, so I think those would be the three I would choose. Paramore as a band, um, Lizzo and John Mayer. Those are really cool answers. Yeah. So hopefully um, one of them will hear this one day and they can be like, yeah, we want the already on tour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have only a few more questions for you. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young Leonardo? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard because I, I, I kind of like how things turned out. I think maybe just One one piece of advice I would give to myself would be my college self. Um, and I would tell myself to be a little more extroverted and try and try and make some more connections and talk to more people. I made I made some friends in college, but I was overall I went to like a production school like for recording. So and there's lots of musicians. It was like a conservatory. So there's lots of other songwriters and musicians and stuff. And I just feel like I could I could have made some more friends and and taken a little more advantage of that situation. Um, But I was kind of preoccupied with my band at the time and, and sort of felt like I didn't need to make connections and talk to anybody. Um, But that was a little silly, you know? So that would probably be like the one, the one thing I felt I could have done better in my past was just like connect with more people in college and connect with more musicians I love that you said that connections, I think, are important, especially networking in the music industry. Yes. Like you said, it plays a huge role. Um, when I go back to maybe my childhood, I would say maybe my advice would be um, love more and stay the course. I feel like I don't say it enough. I show it to people. And so I want to get more into telling people I love them more than what I was used to doing because I wasn't brought up on saying that. I was mm-hmm. just brought up on you know, work ethic and and showing people your actions. So I feel like, you know, there's a lot of times I didn't get the opportunity to tell people before they passed or before the last connection. And I feel like that's something I wish I could change. But I know that, you know, with time we we grow 
Um, but I think staying the course is important because when you stay focused on your, your actual goals that you set for yourself, and you don't allow naysayers and people who maybe have jealous tendencies or they're just not aware of the greatness that we all have within ourselves, that, you know, you can still be proud of yourself without being cocky. And I feel like that's something, especially in, in the entertainment mm-hmm. business, a lot of times musicians get um, negative connotations related to them being confident. And I feel like you need to have confidence in order to even pursue your career but you also need to remember where you started and just stay the course because, you know, as you start to elevate, you know, there are going to be some people who are going to be on that journey and there's going to be some people you're going to have to let go of um, as well. And that doesn't mean that you still can't relish in, in the positive things you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It comes down to patience too, like, and finding something that you really like doing. Cause if you like what you're doing, you don't really think about the results as much and it allows you to stay a little more focused and a little more present in what you're doing. And yeah, just kind of you're, you're falling in love with the race rather than with winning. That's it. I think you hit the nail on the head and it just kind of reminds me like last night was such a momentous occasion for me. Um, I actually reached a hundred thousand streams of this show. Um, thank you and i was just so excited i wanted to stop and thank the fans and my friends and family people who have supported the show and guests like you who have decided to actually be on this show i mean i'm on season seven i never thought it would actually get to this point and i'm just so excited and grateful i mean because i don't have sponsorships i'm doing it on my own it's been a lot of word of mouth and for me to reach that milestone last night and i checked my phone i was like wow this is such a great moment but it just it's a testament to not giving up mm-hmm. and just believing in yourself and doing what you what you love and trusting in in the process for sure yeah dude congrats that's, that's awesome that, dude, so i only have two more questions for you so the first one is what's next for you so this is where you get to plug your new music because i know you have a new song that just came out and i want you to be able to plug that and then the last thing we have is how can mm-hmm. our listeners find you online yeah, so um, in terms of what's new for me, I do have a new song called The Love I Had. Um, it took a little bit of a different direction musically with this one. And uh, I've been loving a lot of the 80s inspired stuff that's been coming out, like from Charlie Puth and The Weeknd. And I uh, wanted to get that vibe going, but with some more real instruments. So <laughs> I got the bass out, wrote a bass line, and put some guitar in there too, and tried to put my own spin on it, spin, my own spin on the sound rather. Um, and uh, lyrically, it's kind of about, you know, being out of a relationship for a while, being single for a while after coming out of a long-term relationship and sort of starting to miss that feeling of having somebody um, who's kind of always by your side. So, yeah, go check out The Love I Had featuring uh, my friend Nick Prosper. Um, it's uh, You can find it on Spotify, on YouTube, um, Apple Music, all the places. All you got to do is type in Diagnardi, D-I-O-G-N-A-R-D-I. Been spelling that name my whole life. Um, but uh, also, just a little, just for anybody listening, little exclusive sneak peek thing is, um, I've been working on a lot of music in uh, in addition to the love I had, and I will be putting out my second EP um, later on this year. Uh, I have a 
a big batch of songs that I'm really excited about. And uh, I think you guys will will dig it. It's a it's it's a different sound yet again. Um, but I, I'm trying to make something that's a little more cohesive and kind of has its own vibe. Uh, so yeah, look out for that too. That'll be coming later on. Well, I'm very excited for you. And thank you for the exclusive for the new EP coming up. I cannot wait to hear it. Um, Dunardi, you were not only an amazing guest. I mean, this has actually been one of my top five interviews, I would say, talking to someone because I, I really have to say wow. that. I mean, I felt in ease with you, but just how amazing you're able to to give yourself to others in your lyrical content, but also just in your life. And I think that's why you have such a strong following and people who really want to connect with you is because people feel safe when they're with you. And I feel like that's a great quality. Not every musician has that. And if you can just continue to, to use what you've been able to do thus far in your career and just keep using that, it's going to propel you to high set. I don't think you even imagine you're going to reach. So just keep going, staying focused on the course, um, keeping your family close, remembering the reason why you're doing these things, and just don't let anyone dictate your happiness. I feel like when you can do the right thing for you, you're going to excel for sure. Dude, thank you so much. Uh, I mean, this was a really great interview. I really appreciate all the kind words you said, first off, about me and my artistry and, and my music. Um, but also, I appreciate the questions. You had a lot of great thought-out questions and attention to detail. And um, it was really fun. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. And Dionardi, I would love to have you back in the future on my second podcast, Space Between. If you want to perform any of these songs, we would love to have you back in the near future to kind of hear your music and also possibly maybe the EP. We can have some sneak peeks of those songs as well. So when you're ready, we want you back. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. We thank you, Dionardi, for being on the show, and I hope you have a great day. You too. Take uh, care, everyone. Okay, bye. Oh, oh, oh.